must not go back to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. That help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. Hey everyone, welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hogwarts, a podcast. We have all three ladies back again. Hello! Hello. Girl power! <laughs> yes, they will, all, uh, they will all come at me later on various points, so it'll, stay tuned. No, it's we gonna won't, be- Dan. <laughs> Exactly my point. It begins. All right. Well played, Molly. Well played. All right. So so the title of the chapter is Flourish and Blots, um, which obviously kind of sends us to Diagon Alley. But uh, we start off at the borough again. Uh, They get their school letters with all of the books that they need, most of which are from a certain Professor Lockhart. Which is such a college scam. Oh, <laughs> you know, yes. I can't buy the books in my class that you'll open <laughs> once if that. Uh, it immediately stresses out Molly, figuring out how they're going to, and his books aren't cheap, which, again, to your scam point, it's like the <laughs> most expensive books. thinking about why didn't they just buy one set and make all of them share? It could, because it's all for all the levels, right? right? They, yeah, they could do us. that. That's what I would have done. Do you think you can multiply books so they can prove? No. Can you just like buy one set? I mean, you like, should be able to. You that would think, right? Unless right? it's yeah. like getting into copywriting. <laughs> 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 <Certain> copywriting is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Some wizard lawyer trying to get you on copywriting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get a holler. <laughs> <Right, right. laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. I kind of want that. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about Arthur. And I, I was just thinking how much fun it would be to talk to Arthur Weasley. Because he would make you feel like the coolest, smartest person ever. Just by explaining yeah. how like a toaster works. Just, yes. Tell me more. I think he would actually make me feel stupid. Because I think he would want to know like really intricate. The mechanical. Like, yeah. And I'd be like, I don't know. Electricity. I push a button and my toast pops up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, I, lo- I love Arthur's curiosity on everything, making, like, Harry f- the center of attention on, yeah. like, but in a different way than he's usually yeah. the center of attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the Grangers later, uh, who he probably scares a little bit. <laughs> like, uh, that was my thinking while I was just rereading this, yeah. Like, I don't why does he want to know how a lamp works? <laughs> I don't know, but whatever. Yeah, like, when they were exchanging money... I just got in my head, like, oh, that's cute. That's what I was seeing, too. I was like, I feel like I would have almost found him condescending until right. I knew him right. better. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be so easy to buy Christmas presents for me. <laughs> you know, like, here, have an electrical cord. <laughs> Extension cord. Merry Christmas! Christmas. Right? <laughs> it's just what I wanted. So, um, Arthur brought up a comment when they all get their letters, and obviously Harry gets his he's like, Dumbledore doesn't miss a trick. Mm-hmm. So when they get their letters, it, I don't think Dumbledore is literally sitting there, like, writing one letter and then just copying them all. I mean, they're off. signed by Minerva, not 
Dumbledore. Yeah. So who, so I guess broader question. Who's responsible for knowing Harry has now switched locations? Is that like a Hogwarts magic? Is that owl-specific magic where owls are like a built-in GPS? <laughs> and if so, couldn't you use owls to then find anybody that you wanted to? Do the owls address the envelopes? If that is the case. Like little on the rack. <laughs> Maybe the owls were just the really cheeky ones from like the very beginning. Yeah. I like it's it. like a location spell or something. Or if he has a clock similar to a Weasley's it's clock. A big clock. It'd be a very big clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just to replace the, the names of the students every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just caught me as like, who? how does that actually happen? I get that obviously magic's involved, but who puts that magic on it? Where's that responsible for Well, and it can't really be related to the trace because, or, like, underage magic, because eventually they recall students reach a certain age where they can do magic. So mm-hmm. it can't be anything related to that. But it just feels like if you're sending an owl from one wizard to a, another, you don't necessarily know where that wizard is going to be, yet the owl gets there somehow. Perhaps, and I'm not going to mention the name because of spoilers, but perhaps someone has alerted Dumbledore. Because they've seen the Dursley's house and realize not there. Maybe. Yeah, that could be. True. I don't know. It was just a thought that I had. It was just like, how does that work? <laughs> and if so, what are the implications <laughs> everything like going down the chain? But anyway. Um, so me being me, I also noticed going back to Lockhart's book list, uh, he really likes alliteration in every single one of his books. It actually annoys me. (laughs) (laughs) Molly, you're the tiebreaker. What do you you got? Hate it or love it? I can't stand it. (laughs) It just amuses me. Maybe it's just because it's him. (laughs) Oh my god, that man. I could see him like sitting there thinking of titles and just be like, I'm so clever. That's exactly how it went down. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so, man, we, we can go all the way back to how we started this. Uh, we get... Um, Blue powder. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Because it is a fun way to transport yourself. Does it have to be a fireplace? Or could it be any fire? I think you know, because I, I think fire. it's like you travel by oh. fire, but does it have to be a fire in a fireplace? Hmm. Could you go to like just a random campfire? I think because you up? have to attach it to the network, so I think it does have to be that. a fireplace. Interesting. Also, do you come out of it like reeking like a fire? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that was my thought. I was like, oh, you get the fire pit smell. Or you Your can... eyes are just burning. <laughs> <laughs> I do love how Ron apologizes to Harry for not. Explaining first how to use the food powder. Yeah. They try because I would, I would so well. be the person be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Awkward. I, I feel keep bad. Trying. Yeah, I would, I would like try and just be like, okay, is this how you do it? And then I feel really awkward. And Ron's just like, he recognizes that immediately and apologizes as opposed to being like, you don't know how to work it. I was about to yeah. say another form of transportation that would have been a spoiler. Uh, but <laughs> could you think? There's no possible way that they can go together. Like, there's no way. But you, 
I'm just going to save it for the spoilers. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I keep wanting to bring up the same thing. Yeah. Like being that, quiet. Yep. Yeah, so pause. Gonna no, we're coming back to flu powder. Right. Yeah. So we I'm go gonna... in the fire. We come out on the other side in Nocturne Alley, which I love. <laughs> I I got to say, um, going to Orlando. Uh, oh, because Nocturne Alley is so cool. It's cool. It's actually really, really cool. I really so enjoy kind of looking skulls. around the shelves and stuff. They have so it's, many skulls. I'm really tempted every single time I'm there to buy more. It's, it's your, very much your morbid sense of humor. Whenever I think of Nocturne Alley, I just think of like that medieval, not medieval, like like in Les Mis or something. Like all these like people. Mm. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like all those like made up, um, what did they used to call it? And like. Yeah, so it's like elixirs, right? That were just like basically gonna kill you, right? <laughs> right, and then a little bit too of like that's like the drug dealer area of <laughs> the wizarding world. I'm like, come here, kid. <laughs> so, especially with like Arthur doing all of his raids, how do you not raid that alley like every day? Right. You'd have to, right? Like, that's kind of what well, they generally... it must be illegal, because it's not like people... Do... I mean, even Hagrid is there buying stuff. Maybe, like, instead of money laundering, it's, like, magic laundering. <laughs> Where the dark stuff I goes. mean, kind of, yeah. So it's... Yes, there's a lot of legal stuff, like what right. Hagrid's there for. But I gotta imagine there's some stuff that really skirts a very fine line of, like, legal or not. Maybe it's well, more faux pas just because it's dark magic. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, like, does Arthur need, like, a magical warrant to go and do these raids? Like, maybe he Ooh. can't get into the Gorgon and Bergs to do a raid. Sure, he probably does have to like, have some cause for... <laughs> I mean, Morgan himself even is kind of, like, recognizes that Lisa has more than he's actually saying. Right. I love how he drops that, that oily manner. The minute he leaves her, I'm like, yeah, sir. Well, the idea... <laughs> sure, you're selling me all your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that idea of... Um, well, I mean, just going back and saying... Uh, Lucius is, I think, the first person we hear refer to Voldy as the Dark Lord. Versus he must mm. not be named or you know who. No, Snape calls him... I'm sorry, I just called him the Snape, sorry. <laughs> well, he Snape is the calls Snape. him the Dark Lord. Okay. I, I just took note of it as, like, not many people are openly calling but him. yes, you're that. right. That, yeah. And that's, a, you know, an indication, maybe, of yeah. where your loyalties may or may not lie. So, I, I don't know, I just took note of that, and I'm sure he's guessed that, and heard rumors of, I know what you kind of have done, I've heard of what you've done. Well, and I think, doesn't Mr. Weasley even mention it somewhere in this chapter about, like, you know, or maybe Ron mentions it that his dad is convinced that Lucius was in that Voldemort's inner circle. I think they said that in the last chapter, yeah. right? Oh, when they were in the okay. car. Yeah, because Fred and George were both like, oh, we've heard dad mention his name a few times. Which, like, don't you ever wonder what went down between Lucius and Arthur that They've got They're constantly talking about each other. <laughs> I mean, that's like, I feel like there's some history there that we don't know about, and I wish I, I feel like was Arthur privy to it. <laughs> has been trying to raid Lucius for forever and yeah. hasn't gotten that cause that you're talking about, yeah. and Lucius is well aware that yeah. he's trying to come after him. Well, I mean, yeah. that's why he's here. 
and, on the and, simplest level and i'm sure it gets even deeper and levels deeper but at least that yeah because doesn't arthur say at some point like oh, i'd love to take him down yes <laughs> yeah and molly was like don't bite off more than you can chew and then he's just immediately like you think i can't take care of lucia's mouth i'm like yes you can honey. <laughs> Speaking of talking about other people, I do love the plot device of the minute Harry can hear Draco, Draco is once again complaining about ass. Yeah. Which he's done many times this summer, apparently. It's totally a plot device, but also you get the vibe that he has not shut up yes. about those three individuals the entire summer, and Lucia's just like, can you just not say their name one time? <laughs> one day. Well, then he guilt him. He's like, oh, that, that one girl that from... You know, Hermione, she scored oh, yeah, better than you. He's savage. Yeah, let's have some, <laughs> some wizarding racism here. Their blood status. And then just points out in every way that they're actually better than Draco. Looks <laughs> 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 straight to his face. Like, I'll tell you Draco not to well, touch anything. I would think if he's 12 years old and he's lived in the wizarding world his entire life, you would know by now, don't touch things. Especially in Nocturne Alley. <laughs> It's an interesting dynamic because it's like he's hard on his son, but at the same time, too, it also sounds like he spoils him. So it's kind yeah. of a very interesting dynamic to see played out. He bullies him. Yeah. I wonder if it's well, like so much about Draco too. Right? <laughs> if it's like specifically spoiling his son, or if it's trying to just keep up appearances for the family status. That's true. Yeah, because he won't buy him all these things that Draco's finding in Morgan and Burns. Right. But they're about to go buy a racing room. Right. Yeah. Which, like you said, that's the type of status like, Lucius is wanting to present, not all these dark exactly. things he's trying to hide. Right. Mm -hmm. So, it, it and Draco probably takes it as, oh, I get whatever I want. Right. But I don't know if that's his specific intention. Mm-hmm. Going back to Elizabeth's previous point, communication. <laughs> Father and son just talked a little more. Oh, they are you saying they don't have the most father son? <laughs> I want to make so many cursed child references right now to prove how they don't have a good father son relationship, but I'll refrain. Wizarding therapy. That's what they need. That would be an interesting family therapy session. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> of just, I can see Lucius just sitting there in a very angry silence, and Draco just going off mainly about school. Mainly again, I can see him talking nothing but Ron, Harry, and Hermione, and then Crabbe and Doyle are just like non-existent. Like Lucius probably like, who are those two guys? Yeah, you mm -hmm. don't talk about them ever, but. Anyway. Molly is beside herself because, you know, she almost lost yeah. not only somebody else's child, but Harry Potter. <laughs> That's intense. I don't think Molly even cares that it's Harry Potter. I think she's just so, it's like her son's best friend. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the other thing I had was with, okay, so entering to Diagon Alley, muggles have to go through the leaky cauldron, right? Because they can't use a magical way to get into it. So, if your wizarding child has to open the wall with the wand, why does that not count as magic? Well, who's to say it's the wizarding child opening? Maybe they have to make Tom go out and do it for them? 
That's a good point. Maybe. Or, <laughs> or does it count as magic, but you're near the Leaky Cauldron in Diagon Alley, where it just gets so just muddled like, in the all the magic going on around you. Oh, and really? just gets lost in the shuffle. I just remember, too, when they were talking about the Leaky Cauldron in the, in the very first book, how Harry said all the muggles just seemed to, like, fly right by it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, can you see it now when you have a child who is a wizard? I would assume... Well, I guess they didn't with Harry, but he's not muggle-born, per se. So it's like... Do they write, like, literal instructions on, like, hey, you need to go to this specific this how spot? how you get in. Yeah, yeah, kind of, like, more... It's really hard to do this non-spoiler I think stuff Hogwarts <laughs> has help for muggles to find. I feel like, yeah. Besides, like, written yeah. instructions. I guess so. Yeah. And the same with, like, going to get wizarding money, which I feel like it is kind of behind muggle money. Because, I mean, you can get your credit card or your debit card, and here it's, like, you have to specifically pick up at least it's actually backed by a real like thing of worth. I know I would like either have, I, I would not estimate very well how much I'm supposed to pick up for a year's worth of mm, living. You know? Yeah, that'd be I a really, that, yeah. so do they have like goblins at Gringotts that help like specific bankers <laughs> <laughs> that can help you with Financial your conversion panels. rates? <laughs> Assistant ever. <laughs> so, uh, as this conversation is going on, I'm looking up the Harry Potter lexicon, mm-hmm. and it says, "For the sake of this converter, one galleon would equal five pounds." Okay. So, yeah, you can go with that as what you will. I guess it really isn't that much. Because gallons, since considering it's gold, yeah, yeah. on top of the line, yeah, and it's supposed to be like a pretty hefty coin, right? right? Yeah. So. I'd need that goblin financial planner. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'd probably just be like Harry, just taking him full. Figure it out. Figure it out. This works. I felt so bad. Just like, like obviously, it's not that he put the money there, so it's something he should be embarrassed about. But just seeing all his money stacked up, and the it's gotta be hard seeing the Weasleys vault. Emptied. Yeah. Completely Literally empty. Literally feeling into the corners, looking for spare coins. Like, oh my gosh. Do we get a part. number of what their vault is? Like, how far down it goes since they're a pure blood mm-hmm. family? You know, they just tell us how much Molly puts into her bag. Yeah, they don't okay. tell us a number. It'd be interesting to just to know. It would be, yeah. Yeah. But. Well, I, I mean, it's got to be above Harry's because they go to the Weasleys first and then True. they go to Harry's. Yeah. That's a good point. So maybe they have more treasure further down. Yeah. I know, like the old well, wizarding families. Is lower, is that like a regular bank where it's like you need also. to keep a certain deposit, like a certain down <laughs> yeah. payment in the bank, otherwise they like pay <laughs> out. Well, I think about Harry's vault though. That's also going to be a really prestigious vault because of the Potters. Like I'm going to assume Lily just put her gold into James's vault. Yeah, that's yeah. when they got married. So yeah, yeah, yeah Potters would probably be pretty far down. We haven't even gotten to Flourish and Blotch yet. I love the name of the bookstore. I think it's fantastic. It's a great name for a bookstore. It really is. <laughs> I love how all of the women are just like fawning over Lockhart and he's fawning over himself <laughs> and Harry to like the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest degree that he's capable of fawning over another individual and how he gets like the publicity from the fight. That's what 
was it Fred or George? I forget which one said, like, did you hear him talking about it? He was excited about that fight. And I love how Harry gives um, Ginny his free set of books, as opposed to, like, Ron or any of the other ones. It's, it's kind of kind of sweet. Oh, yeah. just specifically Ginny? Yeah. It is cute. I feel like that might have been a moment, like, she was the first one he found, and he could just dump his books in her cauldron. Well, it's probably the only new thing that she will get all yeah. year with all of her stuff. Everything else yeah, is secondhand, and here's these brand new textbooks. Ginny's holding the cauldron, right? She's standing next to the cauldron. Oh, standing next to it. Because I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking she's holding it, and they're just piling books on books <laughs> on books in this cauldron. I'm like, just like weight training for Ginny, or like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we should go back to Ginny's books and the spoiler section, though. Yes. 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 All right. Well, I think on that we should just get to the spoiler section. So <laughs> we'll end it here, and uh, we'll be right back. Amazing! This is just like magic. <laughs> We're back from break, and uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of dumb back on that I was trying not to say in the non-spoilers was different things with apparition, which is what I was alluding to with Dumbledore in the, in the first part here. Yeah, I mean, it, we've seen it, it's just not by name. Yeah, so side-along apparition is a thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, side-along flu powder, flu powder has been a thing as well in the seventh book when all three of them go into a flu powder thing. Right? That was a flu powder. Uh, no, that right. was not necessarily flu powder. That was them going back up. Well, I don't remember Wait, for the part movies, of the book are you? But in the book, when they're escaping from the ministry. Uh, and seven, they're closing off happens. all the entrances from how, the ministry. All the how do they do it in the movie? They just jump in they one. They dive into out. the fireplace. And I mean, that's what they do in the books, too. But they come out up in the alley. Right. So, like, you need a coin to go down the toilet. To get into the ministry, I'm assuming to make sure they please continue. I love yeah. it. Got you. You know, maybe like Myrtle, you get stuck in the U bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need the coin to go down the toilet to get into the ministry, and you probably need the coin to make sure you know, like, random people are. I don't, I don't know. Maybe some poor yeah. muggle falls understand. into the toilet and pops up. Hello. That's <laughs> <laughs> a really to get convenient out, public toilet. Like you already get in in the ministry. They don't normally care if you're getting out. So I don't think you need anything specific to go back up and out into the toilet. Yeah. I I'm love that I forced you to. I was going to yeah. say. Okay, but, but seriously, though. pictures the fire is just like in a constant magical state of just being able to leave. Like in and out? Like Yeah. Well, at ministry, you know? yeah. Probably. Like, so like kind of like the, the fire that Snape made in the first book. It's like, like a never-ending flu powder yeah. fire. That's kind of how I picture it. So well, that was going to be my next question, is because they clearly weren't carrying flu powder on them. They're like, stop, throw, and But they were using flu powder. They were using this other magical form, because they didn't need flu powder to get in, either. So I think the toilet is different from the fireplaces that use flu powder at the ministry. Okay, and Maybe that's the case. So you were going to talk about apparition. I was thinking about court keys. How convenient it would be for the whole Weasley family to just have the one single court key, click right. your finger, and then yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think side-along food powder is a thing? Can two people go at once then? Maybe if you have a big enough fireplace. I mean, when but they I try to go the to the Dursley's house, they go one by one. Yeah. And that's why there's such a backup, because they don't realize... 
Like, you can't go back and tell the other, don't come. And then fourth book. Yeah. I don't know, it's just an interesting thing with, considering all the other forms, like you said, port key, apparition, it's just an interesting kind of transportation. Maybe people would just assume her fireplace is too small for <laughs> one person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and even, um, I think in the break, Molly brought up the, like, just talking face-to-face -face using flu powder. Yeah. And it's only ever, like, the person who initiates a conversation is only ever one face showing up in the fireplace. Yeah. Like, Harry talks to Remus and Lupin at the same time, but that's because they're both in the kitchen at Grimwald Place. So, is that only because the person that's talking to you is in the fireplace, so then right. to Sirius, your face would then be in the fire? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. There's a lot of ins, a lot of outs. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of what have you. So true. It's a lot of J.K. Uh, Rowling making up Transportation. Transportation as she goes to get the yeah. plot needed. Yes. <laughs> what else did you ladies yell at me at over the break? Uh, we kind of were arguing about a particular cabinet in Oh, we were. Because yeah. there are lots of objects in there that are spoilers. There's the Hand of Glory, mm -hmm. which we know Malfoy eventually gets and mm -hmm. has and leads the Death Eaters into Hogwarts. And there's that necklace that Katie Bell gets cursed with. That's my favorite drop in there. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that I like. Like, it's cursed with oh, wow. 17 muggles or something like that. He just, like, snorts. <laughs> yeah. And then the cabinet, which Harry goes in, but he doesn't close the door. And we know the other vanishing cabinet is in Hogwarts. So I can just imagine, like, if he had closed the door and he just randomly popped up in Hogwarts, it was like... Well, now I'm here really early, and then he'd be really lost from the Weasleys. But you guys were arguing, is it actually the vanishing closet or not? I still am questioning if it's the exact cabinet. I think I'm the only one that thinks it might not be the actual cabinet. I mean, with cabinet. her repeated use of things from earlier in the books... Well, I think it's... this might be one that she was like, Oh yeah, when I dropped these other two spoiler things that I had planned... Could just utilize. That. I could also use this cabinet <laughs> that Harry hid in. I don't know that. So you're she... thinking this is just a go back and pull it thing, yeah. not a planned thing? Because she also eventually, when we find out the real vanishing cabinet, the other person like heard whispering, and I get your point that it wasn't completely closed, but I just I don't I don't know. Well, didn't he hear whispering because it was like broken, so he was halfway between Hogwarts and halfway between Morgan and Burke, so he like hear people on both sides because yeah. he was like in a limbo state. Kind of a thing. How did they get him out of here? They said he apparated his way? way out. Really? Yeah, he said he hadn't like passed the test yet, but he just tried and got his way out. Did he squinch himself? I don't think so. Malfoy said that all the Slytherins were like very impressed by his story, but he realized what it really meant. And thus the plan came into being. You're saying Draco's smarter than Crab and Gold? <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't in the cabinet. It was the one that, um, it was an older... It's either Warrington or Montague. I can't remember I think it was Montague. I think it was Montague. it was. Yeah. Yeah, because then his parents came to get him, and Hermione was like, should we tell them? They're like, no. More problems for Umbridge. <laughs> it's gonna be a very interesting <laughs> episode when you get there. Oh my gosh. 
Um, the biggest, 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 biggest spoiler is the diary. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a big thing, huh? Just right. a bit. Kind of sets up the whole book. Can you imagine how smooth he must have been? Like, was he, like, practicing? He's a pickpocket. He when did we find out that Lucius Malfoy is a pickpocket? Right then. That moment. Okay. When he just slowly drops an extra like, book. Wow, okay. Did you not know this whole right. background? It's a side book on uh, Pottery. <laughs> You know, he, uh, no. he sure talks a big game for telling Malfoy to not be a, uh, a, a thief. thief. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Huh? I guess he's not really so stealing. True. He's giving. He's playing. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I want to know, though, like, was he just carrying that diary around because he hoped to run into the Weasleys? Or was it... Because, I mean, like, he, was, he wasn't going to sell it to Borgen. My if, question is, if... He, Maybe he wasn't going to sell to Borgen. I agree with you there. But if Borgen was able to take a look at it, not knowing it was necessarily bullies, but do you think he would have recognized how dark the magic that? Was? Yeah, I mean he is technically an expert in his field of dark magic. Do you think he would have been like? I don't think he would necessarily some... look at it and think Horcrux. You know? I mean, it's not a withered hand. <laughs> well, yeah, like... but I, I mean, I, it looks so innocent. Right. I was going to say, is there really a way of knowing until you try writing in Magic it? Magic leaves a trace, right? Is he a good enough wizard to see the trace? Like I said, he's an expert in his field. I would imagine he'd recognize dark magic when he sees it. Was it this Borgen that worked with Voldemort when he was young, or was it... I think so. Yeah. So maybe he could see, like... Recognize the fingerprints magic, but I don't know. I really don't know. I just thought it was interesting that he's like carrying it around because obviously it's a valuable object. And if he was thinking like, okay, I'm gonna plant this on anybody or specifically the Weasleys, I think he specifically wanted to get the Weasleys. I always kind of imagined it as he was kind of carrying it around in case he ever ran into Arthur at the Ministry. I can see that. And that was gonna be his like plan was to try and plant it on Arthur, assuming then somehow it would make it to Hogwarts. Maybe he was just looking for an unsuspecting Hogwarts student, because that would be the key to get it back to Hogwarts. Jenny's the perfect one to plant it. Maybe then. Lucius is writing it himself, all of his deepest, darkest... And Riddle's <laughs> instructing him on what to do? That's yeah. an interesting take. Yeah, I like that. That's a very interesting take that I've never thought. I like that. Like that. Imagine, like, if he had given it sense. to <laughs> any of the other Weasley kids. Like, I don't think maybe Percy would write in his diary and he'd be like, I want to be. Howard would be like, oh my god, any other child. Please pass this on to another student. But, like, I can't see, like, Frederick George writing in a diary. I mean, Riddle was. Uh, boy, like, couldn't you kind of see him, like, very easily manipulating yeah. Percy? Yeah. yeah. This um, is how you gain power. <laughs> there is only power. Oh, I don't know if I want to take that segue or not. Um, <laughs> I can't see Ron, like, writing in a diary kind no. of a thing. So Jenny is Fred or George. George either. Either. So, going back to Molly's point, from just a second ago <laughs> about potentially Lucius writing in it and Tom Riddle instructing, which I think is a fascinating idea. Yeah, I um, see that happening. But we've talked on the podcast before about how much Lucius knows mm. about what that diary is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he know? He obviously knows it belonged to Voldy. And he was told <laughs> to keep it safe. 
Yes. Yeah. But beyond that, I, does he know it's a part of his soul or not? He no. knows. I he don't think so. Know he knows that. it will open up the Chamber of Secrets. That's what I think. And that will do dark things and make life difficult for Dumbledore. We're sure that it's the Chamber of Secrets, though? That's what I think so. We already had this argument. So we I'll did. let Molly yeah, well, Smith yeah. argue. Like I said, we talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> I'm yeah. just picturing Lucius like, dear diary, <laughs> today I got raided My kid again. keeps talking about this Harry Potter person. <laughs> <laughs> How did I raise such an annoying child? <laughs> when does he go back to school? Right? I don't know. It, it's just interesting to see like what that depth of knowledge could be regarding this object. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. your idea about like maybe he did write something in it. Doesn't even matter, a date or whatever. Yeah. And it just came back at him and he's like mm-hmm. Which I feel like he weird. would really yeah. want to use after Voldemort disappeared. And like, okay, my master is gone. Like I've got right. this part of him communicating with me. He can give me ideas. Which makes me to... wonder, like yeah. I, I think maybe it's just the like you said, magic leaves a trace. I wonder mm-hmm. if it, it's just so innocent looking that even Lucius doesn't think, like, probably just like, that's just a diary. Huh? Well, th- that's my take, is I don't think Lucius is competent enough <laughs> to really pick up on just how powerful or how dark this might be. Yeah. I will say, I remember before the seventh book came out and J.K. Rowling put out a little hint that this book was really important for the seventh. I remember combing through the book, being like, okay, what is it that's going to be so important? And it's this diary, all the horcruxes. Um, so I want to go back to something uh, that Elizabeth brought up about Percy and the potential Tom Riddle going back and <laughs> forth. So I'm just throwing this out there as something I picked up in this chapter of. Percy being hidden away in his room, writing and writing and writing, being left away from the family and being kind of separated and almost alienating almost his family. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. And reading the book that you mentioned in the last episode, uh, How Do Prefects Gain Power, Powerful Prefects, or whatever the the book was. (laughs) Are there Prefects Who Gain Power? I was in the book. No one has bought books. I wish the listeners could see Anna's face. I feel like she's just like, I'm gearing up here. All all the sass is coming my way. I will be fully, fully honest. I expect it. Just like. But no, I'm just just bringing up the idea that. Percy alienating himself from his family in pursuit of power. <laughs> Does that bring any recollection or any whisper or ghost or shadow of what we know of Dumbledore and his alienation of his family and in, in his pursuit of power when he was around the same age? I think that's an interesting take. I've never yeah, really connected before. Anna, you know you want to respond. <laughs> I know you're patiently waiting. Come on. I will give this to you about Percy in future books. Like, it's actually a really poignant comparison. Like, almost just to a T. <laughs> oh, but not in this movie, <laughs> Like, literally, he is a little 
16 year old boy writing his girlfriend. <laughs> he is not there yet. Like, he's not trying to alienate his How family. How prefects yet. gain power. Oh, come Maybe on. Maybe the That's book gave just... him the, the knowledge of. He's clearly gunning for positions. No, Ron of power. says right here that he wants to be a minister for magic someday. Like, there's a difference between, like, Percy want, having, like, a plan for his future and Percy alienating his family. He eventually alienates his family for sure. I don't think well, this he's is the there second yet. book, Anna. We're the second book. Okay, but well, right now he's kind of like, I have a girlfriend yeah, and I can talk to her like and I don't get made fun of the way I do with all my well, other brothers. You're making it Dumbledore sound like he's like locked up in his room, plotting yes. power Did he all not yeah. have a significant other during this time? After he had graduated. Like, we're talking about Percy years down the road having this comparison. This is the beginnings of it, though. That's my yeah. point. Is This is the, you see some of the parallels. I'm not saying he's as ambitious or as talented or has the goals I that Dumbledore I think Dumbledore at that time was getting praise from very worldly people whereas Percy right now is just getting praise from I think it starts when he starts <laughs> working <mom>. with Crouch <laughs> when he starts working with Barty Crouch Sr. that's when I will give you he's plotting his separation from his family I don't think it's oh, I'm not saying yet. he's plotting to be like screw them all I'm out but clearly he's right. separated from them he's not He's only showing up for meals. That's the only thing he's there for. <laughs> yeah, I would say you could argue how much of it is because of romance versus ambition. I don't know. He's always flaunting the prefect badge. He's always flaunting. The yeah, sweater. why is he always wearing that around? It's right. summertime. His sweater vest. Why yeah. is he wearing a sweater vest in summer? <laughs> Clearly, Maybe evil. <laughs> I can see this is the only way to annoy friend George, just to get back at them. But they're not faced by I don't know, them. I'm just saying, uh, it's just something I picked up in this chapter. I'm just like, huh. No, that's interesting. I've never thought that yeah. comparison before. It's a very interesting parallel. I just, I think for me, it's hard because of, like, Percy's smart, he's goal-oriented, for sure, you know, he's a good kid. But... I think the thing that stops me, and I, I don't know, maybe this makes me a terrible person. I don't know. But, like, he's not as talented as Dumbledore, well, no, so yeah, it's okay. not, like, my first, like, reaction. My first major reaction. I almost wonder if it's Percy's way of thinking about how to make money. Yes. Because, I mean, Fred and George, it was mentioned in this chapter how they're, you know, explosion, explosions in their room. So yeah. they're developing their joke shop. They're already thinking about money, too. And Percy doesn't necessarily have that talent, but if he could become Minister of Magic... And That's to Percy's plan in Ministry of Magic. He's planning how to get himself in a, like, respectable job career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore was plotting... World domination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. But also, like, Dumbledore eventually goes, I can't be the Minister of Magic because I know what power does to me. After his sister died... Which yes. Percy doesn't realize what Until power after, does to him. Well, no, he figures, he figures it out before, before anybody dies. But it's also around yeah. the same, give or take, hours around Fred dying. I feel like it's a difference between somebody wanting to become an absolute dictator as opposed to just being a politician that yeah. wants things sure. to, well, yeah. you know. They're, no, their their goals were different Very ultimately, different. yes. Well, that's what you said a second ago, though. I don't think he realized it right before... Death. 
I think it's well, no, been he came like, in before. Yeah, but like he said, he'd been wanting to for a while. It was just hard because he's working in the ministry, and they know the relationship between the Weezies and Dumbledore and in general Voldemort and their thoughts on him. So I think it was kind of like a eh, this is the only time I can come and say, obviously I'm, I'm not sorry. saying they're the same person. Obviously, no, they're you're not. Just I'm just drawing comparisons to some of their story arcs and being and like, similar. Dan backtracks. <laughs> <laughs> this is not me backtracking. This is me firming my point. Thank you very much. Whatever I write, whatever it's from. Get out of here it's with terrible. this. Terrible. Backtracking. Double and tripling down. I think you're looking too much into this, Dan. <laughs> You know what this is? Y'all know I'm right. <laughs> Y'all know I'm right. Anyway, listeners, tell us who you agree with. Yeah. Me. Anyway, uh, what, what else we got on the spoilers for this one? Uh, we just did say how there's, you know, there's some things at home that would embarrass him, and we know he's talking about the um, room. I guess you'd call it. That's the under- dungeon. Yeah, yeah, where all his, his secret stuff is hiding. Which. You know, Bergen is like, yo, I know you've got more at home. Like, we've seen that room. We've been in that room. With probably them. a prisoner down there now that you're holding captive. Yeah. Toby's out there. Oh, poor baby. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot with Lucius in this one. He becomes quite the antagonist. Yeah. It's also kind of fun to, like, read this Lucius versus, like, the Lucius we know he becomes. Yeah. With just, like, the shell of himself. Like, he mm-hmm. is still strutting around. He does have quite like, a story, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That he does. He does. Does anybody remember in Cursed Child? Did we find out what happened to him? Never read Cursed Child. I've read it I once, but I, I did not to. read it. I heard it's bad, but I was like, I'm just not going to. I started it, and then it was the trolley lady that I was like, I don't The demonic like. trolley yeah. lady? Yeah. I was like, I can't okay. get past it. Kind of <laughs> I was like, I made a choice. Was it 190 years, we learn? Was it like that sounds right, yeah. yeah. 190 years, that lady's not in trolley. Yeah. Maybe I would go that way, too. <laughs> anybody steps off just murder them like Scottish countryside oh what else did we have this this book I think just it picks up a lot quicker than book one obviously we get a lot into mm-hmm. the action quicker and then just it really never slows down I how don't... quickly do you think Ginny started writing in her diary like uh, that I would imagine right away. I would imagine yeah. quickly yeah yeah. Can you imagine how just how much of it is about Harry? Oh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my room and he's right downstairs. Aww. Yeah. I, it's bringing yeah. back such horrible flashbacks. Like, when you were that age, like, the things you wrote in your little diary. Like, oh, God. So then flip it. What do you think the soul of Tom Riddle is thinking? Like, eye rolls? Or just she like, how can I manipulate this? Like, right off the bat? Her elbow in the butter. How <laughs> would I respond? He's probably so sick of it by the end, but in the beginning, he's like, yes, I got an idiot girl. But <laughs> <laughs> she's not at all Judy Weasley, but yeah. <laughs> that would be what Weasley he was getting from her. Very, very easily manipulated. It's so weird to see Ginny, like, in this, because, like, when I think of Ginny, I just think of, like, Powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I, 
I think it is underrated just how great some of these story arcs really are yeah. from beginning mm-hmm. to end. Yeah. And not just the main trio, because everybody loves to focus on the main trio, but these characters are really good. Yeah. And these side characters, which is a testament to her writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are very few characters that are flat. They're all very yeah. well, well-rounded. Good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) If no one has anything else, uh, we'll wrap this one up. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, this was cool having everybody on, even though I got the most flack thrown at me. (laughs) (laughs) Still think I'm right. That's all right. Um, Hope everybody listening to this enjoyed. And please let us know your thoughts. Hit us up on Twitter. And Anna's doing a great job helping me out with Instagram, which I much appreciate. And Elizabeth will hopefully be helping out with the Twitter soon. So, uh, yeah, we're trying to stay engaged. So please engage with us. Um, Obviously, Anna's usually pretty pretty present in the comments on Twitter. So (laughs) if you want to agree with her and attack me, that's where you go for that. Um, Yeah. So thanks for listening. Always attacked Anne. My message for the listeners. That's fine. I can handle it and I'll come right back. It's all good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hogwarts, a podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click the subscribe button on your preferred podcasting app and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hogwarts, a podcast.